Amen. It's always good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Okay, everybody say momentum. As believers in Christ, we know that God has a great plan for us. All of us, you know, it, you know somehow or other within us, we, we know that God has a, a tremendous, a good plan for each and every one of us. And all of us, we somehow, we, we, we want to, to be able to see that, you know, something greater is ahead of us. We, all of us, we are familiar with Jeremiah 29, 11. It says this, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. So God here says this, that He has plans for us, plans that are good, plans that, that will not harm us. Amen? And, and He says that, further on, He says that there is hope and a future. So these two tells us that we are stepping forward to something good that God has in store for our lives. So the good is ahead of us. Amen? So no matter what you, you may be experiencing right now in your life and you think that it's, it's, wow, it's such a good time, I tell you what, the best is yet to come. Because we have a God, in, in His Word, He says that, you know, we can ask of Him because God is the one that can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ever imagine and ask of Him. So God has good in store for us and is ahead of us. Even right now in your life, have that belief. Even, you know, maybe you are going through a tough patch of, you know, for, for this past few months or, or years. Let me tell you what, I can guarantee you with Christ, what is ahead is going to be good. Amen? In fact, God says that He's given us and, you know, an eternity with Him through Christ Jesus. We are stepping forward to something good that is not just on this earth, but there's an eternity that's waiting for us. That's going to be the best that we can ever, ever experience in our lives. But we know that the good is ahead of us. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 3 reveals to us, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. Again here, it tells us that it is going to happen. Amen? So it is ahead of us. It is there. There is a getting there while we are here. So don't ever come to a place where you feel that, man, I just settled. Remember Abraham's father, Terah. Terah was told to leave, you know, of the Chaldeans to go to the promised land as well, to, to Canaan. But then when he came to a place called Haran, you know, and you know, Haran was not a bad place. Haran, in fact, was a good place. But when he, when he brought the family there, Terah looked around and says, let's settle here. And you know, he missed out. Because what is ahead is not in Haran, but in Canaan. So it's the same for our lives that, you know, what God has in store for us is there, is not here. So don't stop here. Amen? Get there. Turn to your neighbor, tell your neighbor, get there. But getting there will not just happen by sitting here. I believe that in everyone, there is greatness. Turn to your neighbor, tell your neighbor, you know, there's greatness in you. God is not, you know, playing favoritism here. I believe that every one of us 
have a seed of greatness in our lives. But we must also be aware that not many people attain to greatness in their lives. Friends, people can blame its external factors. But if external factors are the differentiation, then those stories of people from rags to riches will not exist. They have everything going against them externally. But yet, they can come to a place of greatness. Why? Because they understand there is something that's always ahead of them and not just the now. The problem is this, that even as believers in Christ, we believe that God has great plans for us, that God has, has sown into our lives, each and every one of us, a seed of greatness. But because of external factors, we let that seed become stagnant. And then what happened is this, we just let it be there and we are not going to move anywhere. I tell you what, that's not the way to live. Even if external factors are against you, I tell you what, the seed has no issue to grow if you get it right with Christ. So friends, getting there requires firstly getting up. Don't sit around. And then when you get up, you, get, you got to get moving. And as you get moving, you will gain momentum. And this is what I want to talk to us this morning. Momentum. Everybody say momentum. How many of you studied physics before? You know, Newton's first law of motion states, unless acted upon by a force, an object at rest will stay at rest. Am I right? And an object in motion will stay in motion. Alright, those of you art students, you will never understand this, alright? But, you know, in physics, the formula is, is this. Momentum equals mass times velocity. So everybody say mass. Everybody say velocity. So these two things are important. Yeah? The weight and also the speed. So it tells us that momentum is only applied to objects in motion. When there's no movements, there's no momentum. Am I right? This morning I wanted to, to do a, you know, a, 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 you know, an exercise here, but then after I thought about it, it could be quite dangerous. But just imagine this with me. Three people, alright? One stand, you know, uh, you know, two stand against each other, and in the middle, someone is in the middle, and he lies down. And, you know, uh, this person holds the hands, and the other person holds the legs, alright? And they're supposed to throw that person Forward, okay? That's why, you know, we are not going to do the exercise this morning. But imagine with me, if it's just, in, just motion and just throw, how far will the person fly? Not far, right? I mean, come on, common sense, right? But if it starts to swing, swing, and then swing and let go, what happened? The person will break his hand, alright? <laughs> the thing is, is that when there's motion, when there's momentum, it will become stronger and i tell you what as christians we don't need to create momentum the moment jesus came into your life momentum has already begun because christ came to get you unstuck so that you can get going come on can i hear an amen for that jesus he is a difference maker in your life the momentum is already in you because of jesus the power that's within 
that gives us the momentum to move forward. In Romans chapter 8, verse 11 says, The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Jesus from the dead, He gives life to your mortal bodies by the, this same Spirit living in you. So we sang that song, right? The same power that, conquered, that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. Amen? So the power, the momentum is really in us. It's not something that we have to create. It's already there. However, it is not merely about motions. But it is directed motions. That is important. Momentum have to, has, have to have alignment and resonance. It must align, it must resonate with something. You see, if move, movements are everywhere, it will counter each other off. Am I right? If I'm not mistaken, if I still remember my physics, M1V1 equals to M2V2. Am I, am I right? By the way, I didn't do well in my physics, okay? But, yeah. but when there is a action, there is a reaction. Amen? So, we need to understand that when movements are focused, it becomes powerful. If we want to gain momentum, we have to be focused and intentionally directed. Just look at this. If, if it's like this, you will not get anywhere. You get what I mean? You will, you will be like pulled in every direction and at the end of the day, what happens? You will stay where you are. But if it's directed, you can see a flow. You can see is moving something. It's moving towards something. Friends, we must be focused. We must be intentional. Turn your neighbor, turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, you must be focused, you must be intentional. If we stay the course, momentum will build up. I said earlier on, we don't create momentum, we channel it. The power that Christ has given to us, the momentum within us, must be channeled. Momentum requires focus. If it's one directional, I tell you what, it is powerful, it is transforming. Amen? It is, you know, it is going to change lives. So that's why, as a church, we must flow together. We must, if we want to gain momentum, it cannot be that, you know, the church is just trying to do every other thing. Because I can honestly tell you this, if we are not focused, everything will counter-react. And at the end of the day, we might have a lot of motion, but we are not getting anywhere. Because we might be going somewhere to the right, but then, you know, because of other things, lack of focus, we're going to move sometimes to the left. And you know what? We end up being in the same place. And if people just get excited for movements, I tell you what, we are missing the whole entire point. It must be directed movement. For in order for a church to grow, it must be directed motions. Amen? If you want to build momentum, it got to be directed motions. Amen? It must be channeled properly. Amen? Focus is crucial because momentum has a rhythm. 
Everybody say rhythm. Just like in life, we can't escape seasons. Am I right? Just as much as we want to always be on the upside, the downside will come. We all would love to be in those seasons that are good. But that's not realistic. Because there will come seasons that are not so good. If focus is in place, it can be an accelerant in our lives. You know, friends, we have heard this phrase before, pick up the pieces and get going. Am I right? Pick up the pieces and go. Pick up the pieces and leave. Problem is, a lot of times, we pick up the pieces and we don't do anything. We must get going. As we go through the different seasons in life, we must catch the rhythm of things. No one season will last forever. Navigating through each season is crucial so that we don't get stuck at a particular point. Just like how momentum causes the object to be going. It, just, it doesn't just stay at one point. Amen? It will keep on going and going and going and going. Therefore, every one of us must be ready in and out of every season. The Bible tells us that we grow from faith to faith. Romans chapter 1 verse 17 says, For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Even God says that we are never to stagnate. Whether your faith level is here, I tell you what, the righteousness of God is going to be revealed from faith to faith. It's not just one faith, one season, and then that's it. The momentum of our faith ought to grow from strength to strength. Friends, 2 Corinthians 3, verse 18 says this, For we all with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Friends, the Spirit of God lives in us. So we, we are being transformed from one degree to another. So it is never stagnant. But as we move forward, momentum build, builds up. Amen? So as momentum builds up, it requires consistency and adaptability. Friends, in life, there are always the things that are, cha- that are always changing. Amen? We always need to make timely adjustments so that we don't get stale. Even as a church, don't get stale. Even as individually, don't get stale. Whether you like it or not, every other time, every other season, it pushes us to change, to adapt. You know, in this church, I, I've, you know, later on, we're going to have baby dedication. And I, I look at some of this, you know, uh, you know, some of these parents who are going to dedicate their baby when they first came to church. They were just students. As you grow into different seasons of your life, changes have to happen. But the thing is this, 
that we need to make adjustments. Friends, I have nothing against traditions. But the moment we rest on them, momentum will start to slow down and eventually stall. The problem with traditions is it provides safety, but always playing safe won't move us forward. I'm not talking about being reckless. It's about the willingness to take chances in our lives. Don't play it safe. We've got to learn to take chances with God. Albert Einstein said, insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different result. How many insane people are here this morning, alright? Don't lift up your hands. Yeah. But you see, if we keep doing the same thing and we expect a different result, if we keep building church the same way and expect church to grow, it's not going to happen. When we get stuck and then we begin to glorify traditions and we think that it's those things that were going to keep us going, I tell you, we are making the biggest mistakes in our lives. We must be willing to change. Change is inevitable. But the good thing is this, change will build up momentum. And when that momentum builds up, I tell you what, it gets faster and faster and more powerful. More changes need to take place. But then when it comes to that place, you realize that that momentum requires commitment. Everybody say commitment. This is a word that no one likes. Be committed to it. Be committed to something. But it's important. I mean, I just remember this morning, uh, you know, uh, Pastor Brenda was talking to, to a couple and, and, and I was there, I just walked in and, and I, I offered them, you know, some pineapple tarts and, and, and you know, and my wife said, you know, uh, is it really sweet? I said, no, it's not sweet. Then the rest of them, you know, two of them who tried and said that, oh, you know, it's a little bit sweet. Then my wife said, you know, you, you can't trust Pastor Ryan for, for, his, for his level of sweetness because he, he has a very, very, very sweet tooth. Said that. And then one of the couple, I mean the girl, was saying, oh, wow, you know, it's good. Right? That's why he, you know, he, he liked you. As he married you, you are so sweet, right? Then Pastor Brenda was very quick to say this. You know, it's not all the time sweet in marriage. So that's their first lesson on marriage counseling, all right? <laughs> Those of you who are married, you understand what I'm saying, right? Come on, let's be honest. Yep. It's nothing like those Korean dramas, all right? It's nothing. But you know what? It is the commitment that keeps us true. It is a commitment to see our children grow up. It's a commitment to finish what we have started. Friends, let me tell you something here. Starting will always have resistance. 
think about it the the day when you wanted to like you know finally you 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 start to 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 like wow you know I I I'm, I'm gonna you know start exercising this year to lose weight. That's on the first of January you do your push up, second January you do your sit up, third January you do your curl up, by fourth January you give up. <laughs> You shouldn't be clapping. You should be like, no. But commitment. You get what I mean? It's commitment. You know when when I you know when when I see couples at, at the you know when they get married, husband and wife, you know, and at the altar when they say they are they are their vows to each other, you know, for in sickness and in health. You know, for poorer, for richer, you know, for, for good times and bad times, you know. And all, wow, you know, at that time, it's so, so sweet, right? But those of us who are married, you know, that it requires more to keep that wow. And that is what we call commitment. Am I right? Friends, there is a difference between commitment and participation. Commitment will get you across the finish line. Participation may only get you started. So I want to encourage us. Don't just participate in a church. Commit to it. Yeah? Those who are planted, committed in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the cause of our God. Amen? It's not participation. You know, I tell you what, I always tell these people, being part of a big church doesn't make you big. Being part of a happening church doesn't mean you're happening. You might just be a participant. But if you are committed, it's a totally whole different story. You build together. Amen? Momentum is crucial because momentum is the only difference between winning and losing. Even in sports, you see, if, if the, you know, especially in volleyball, even uh, volleyball, ice hockey, American football, you know, all these games, basketball, when, when the other team, the opposing team is having a rhythm, a momentum, and they keep scoring points, you know what we'll do? What, what the coach will do? He'll call for a timeout. Why? Because he wants to break the momentum. Because they recognize that momentum is the differentiation between winning and losing. The greater the momentum, the greater the impact. And I can tell you this, the momentum is in our lives but we must channel it. So when we know that it's in us, we need to be decisive about it. Momentum requires decisiveness. The failure to make decisions will keep you where you are. Get moving is a decision. Amen? There is no momentum when you are sitting around. People can have big dreams, but if they can't make the decision on the next step, there is no momentum toward their dreams. So friends, you've got to act on what you believe. We believe that, you know, God is going to use us to be a blessing, a greater blessing, you know, to our community, to, you know, I really believe that. And we've got to make a decision in our lives that we're going to move forward with that instead of just existing as a church. Amen? Momentum is greater when we do it together. Amen. Turn to your neighbor, tell your neighbor, I need you. Amen.
Psalms 122 verse 1 says, I was glad when they say unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Okay. This psalm is called a psalm of ascents. Psalm of ascents. So what this psalm is all about is, is about going up level. That's why they say, I was glad when they say unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Go is not merely about turning up, but doing something together. Let us go is a momentum. They say unto me is about together. I believe this morning girls get this better than guys. Why? Because as I notice, girls, even when they go toilet, go to toilet, they will ask, hey, you want to go toilet? Then the whole bunch of girls will go. But guys will never do that. You hey, want to go toilet or not? No! You, you get what I mean? Is it making sense? Ladies, you know, sometimes, you know, when, when we go out with a bunch of friends, my, my wife, you know, turned to me and said, I'm going to the toilet. She never said, you want to come with me? No, she never asked that. But she turned to another lady and, you know, other girls say, I'm going to the toilet. You all want to come? The whole bunch will go. I will never do that. Hey, John, Zach, let's go to the toilet. Here. Never! The other thing is changing rooms. You know, when, when they buy things and there's a long queue, few girls can go into one changing room. Guys will never do that. Am I right? At least straight guys. I'll never like, hey, you know, hey, John, I, I'm, I'm trying this. Come, come inside. You know, no, no. Never. You know, girls, they get this right. They always go together. I'm not saying after this, guys, go toilets together, right? Don't, don't do that, all right? Or go into changing rooms together. But friends, what I'm saying here is this. You're not just in for the right. Amen? Let's turn to another psalm of essence. Psalms 84, verse 6 to verse 7, it says, it's when they walk through the valley of Baca, which is the valley of weeping, it will become a place of refreshing springs. Wow. The autumn rains will clothe it with blessings. They will continue to grow stronger. Each of them will appear before God in Jerusalem. So it's saying that they pass through the valley of weeping and sorrow. But then, they don't just go into that valley and let the valley define who they are. But as they walk through, it will be a spring of life. Friends, when you keep moving, momentum will push you forward from weeping to life. Keep moving. It's not just about moving alone, but moving together. Remember, it says this, they walk through. They will continue to grow stronger each of them will appear before God in Jerusalem. There is momentum in together. Turn to your neighbor, tell your neighbor, I need you. So that's why we need to have the right people in our lives. Because the right people will help us to build momentum. 
Stay away from the wrong crowd. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 13 says this, Bad company corrupts good character. Bad company increases negativity in your life. Friends, when negativity builds up, it becomes a momentum killer. I have never seen in my entire life negative people moving forward. They are either stagnant or they are regressing. Sometimes, they don't even allow other people to move forward. A negative person will have 10 reasons why he should not be doing something when all he needs is just one reason to do it. So I want to encourage us, surround ourselves with the right people. People who will push us forward. People who will help us to build momentum. Amen? In our lives. So the momentum I'm talking about is not captured by physics. But I'm talking about momentum that is by faith. God is always on the move. The question we need to ask ourselves, are we catching up? Are we in? Or we just don't care? We need to decide. My encouragement, let's get in. The momentum with God. Amen? Because God is doing something in our lives. God is doing something right now in this church. And I really believe that this year is going to be a powerful year. This year is going to be a year where there's going to be an acceleration. But we need to decide are we going to be together in this. Don't be a participant. Don't just come and just be in for the right. Be part of the force. Wow, sounds like Star Wars. Okay. But you get what I mean. Let's flow together. Let's build momentum. There's a momentum already in us. Come on. Let's channel it properly. Let's build lives together. Amen? And then we're going to see great things have taking place. And I want to encourage you. It's not just only the older ones that is going to be doing it, but I tell you what, every single one of us counts. Every single person matters. I remember there was one night that, you know, one, one of the young teens came to, for prayer meeting, you know, in, in one of the nights. All right. Uh, I think she's only like, what, 12 years old? 12, 13. And she came and then she, she prayed. Wow, I tell you, I was so encouraged. You know, I, I asked the people to go, you know, and stand with each other, lay hands and pray. And she went around, lay hands and praying for people. Wow, I was so encouraged. But then later on, I find out, found out that she even called some of her friends. Say, hey, how come you're not here for prayer meeting? Wow, when I heard that, wow, I tell you, this is amazing. I tell you, everyone counts. Amen? It's not just the young, it's not just the energetic. I tell you, momentum is about togetherness. Every one of us, we have something that will bring, you know, to, to build up the momentum in our lives. Friends, I, I want to encourage you. You know, if you are, this morning, if you are still like, you know, deciding whether to be part of this church or whatever it is, I tell you what, you've got to make a decision. Friends, maybe some of you are visiting us and, and you're part of you know, your church in your hometown. You've got to decide what you want to do with that church. 
you're either you're going to you know just flow together and build together with them don't just be there and just you know just in for the right we are not a people made to just be in for the right we are made to make the right because that's the momentum that God has given to us is you are able to turn to your neighbor tell your neighbor you have the momentum inside you amen you know I'm not going to do an altar call and say you know who who's going to do this and I'm not but I really believe that every one of us this is a serious question we need to ask ourselves and there bound to be resistance in our lives but I tell you what we make that decision it is a first step towards building that momentum in your life amen so I believe for great things but let's do it together as a church amen hallelujah let's pray hallelujah thank you Jesus you know, can I get all of you to stand to your feet? Amen. Hallelujah. You know how many of you are excited about, you know, what God is about to do in your life? Come on. Do you believe that this year is going to be a, a differentiation year for your life? Amen. I really believe so. As I look around this place, I believe God can and will do it in your life. But we've got to get into the momentum with God. Amen. He has given it to us. We've got to channel it. It's got to be focused. Please don't, you know, every other day you are changing different dreams. I tell you what, keep focus. Let's build together. You know, I really thank God for people who have stood together, you know, for this past 14 years here in this church. We build, we keep building, we keep building. You know, there were times when seasons was like, wow, it's tough. But we thank God the momentum is building up. Even after 14 years, it is still gaining and building and building. Amen? And now we have more people. Come on, the momentum is going to get bigger because we're going to do this together. Amen? Turn to your neighbor, tell your neighbor, I need you, alright? Turn to your other neighbor, tell the other neighbor, we're going to do this together. Amen? Hallelujah. Amen. Come on, come on. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why not just join hands all across this place? Amen. We're going to pray together. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for what you're doing here in our midst. We thank you, O God, that Lord, that even in individual lives, O Father, Lord, momentum is gaining, O Father. And Lord, we pray that we will understand what it means to flow with you, what it means to walk with you, what it means, O God, Lord, to be connected with you. Father, we know that apart from you, nothing is going to be made possible. But with you, all things are possible. Lord, thank you for the healthy momentum that's building up here in this church. Lord, we pray against every negativity in Jesus' name. Lord, no, Lord, uh, Lord, no, Lord, murmuring is, is, is going to prosper in the name of Jesus. No backbiting or complaints is going to prosper in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray, O oh God, that we'll grow strong together. Lord, we will go together, O oh Father, in the direction that you have set for this church. So Lord, thank you that every one of us, we have a part to play, we have a part to contribute. Lord, we don't want to be a participant. Lord, we want to be committed, O oh Father, to what you are doing, O oh God. So Lord, we pray, be with us. Give us, Lord, that vision, the clarity, O oh Father, for what is ahead. Thank you, Lord. The plans that you have for us are good plans. Plans that will give us hope and a future. We thank you, we praise you, we thank you for each other. 
Thank you, Lord. We're going to do this together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, 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 amen. This sermon has been brought to you by Harvest Generation Church. We hope you've been blessed and encouraged.